What do you do when you've attracted an audience that really doesn't want to pay you for what you have to offer? Hi, welcome to another sassy, spicy conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out about me and how to work with me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And yesterday, I started part of a discussion with all of you about what's going on in the online business space. So if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, you might want to pause this, go back and listen to that conversation so that you can join in on today's conversation with some kind of framework. But basically, I started a conversation with all of you about the way the online business space has trained consumers to simply keep consuming the content without buying, that they can believe they can learn all of your best stuff, get all of your best strategies without really ever having to fork over any money or make an actual investment in themselves or in their businesses. And this, as business owners, is our biggest challenge. I started talking to people yesterday about having that hard conversation with your consumers, with the people you're interacting with, and having that upfront direct conversation. And today's listener question came up in my Facebook group and I wanted to use it as a continuation for that conversation. Her question was, how do I up-level clients? I have attracted a clientele of women who really do not have any money. They ask me for payment plans for $37 products. This clearly will not serve any of us. Okay, so first of all, the payment plan option is another offering and sort of cluster that the online business space has really built and created. There's this you know what I call vanity pricing of services and products that a lot of online business owners have used and implemented in their businesses. So basically, they're trying to work more, uh, earn more by doing less. And their idea behind it is if they inflate their prices, and they sort of compete as this high end luxury, you know, business owner offering this premium service, people will want to buy from them. And in order to get people to invest those large chunks of change. They're giving out payment plans like candy. Now, I have to tell you, in all the years I worked as a private practice, you know, business owner, I never once offered a payment plan. And yes, sometimes people only had to pay me the $20 copay. So a payment plan would have been stupid on that kind of, you know, offering. But I also did work contracts with people. And I did do executive coaching in businesses. And I worked on corporate, you know, contracts. And I never once said, you can pay me three times through the course of the delivery of services. It usually started with a deposit and then a payment before service was rendered because we don't want to be chasing tails and we don't want to, you know, be chasing down clients for services that they've already received or information products that they've already consumed. But the online business market sort of has made this like the the standard of care, like the way they do business is, hey, I'm going to offer this premium product, but don't worry, I'm going to divide it up into seven monthly payments that will make it much more easier to swallow and will seem so much cheaper. So, you know, I, I question a little bit whether or not this idea of a payment plan for a $37 product is really, you know, a reflection of these women's incomes, or if it's also just simply the way they've been trained to consume content. 
But what happens when you really do legitimately have an audience in front of you that will just keep consuming your free content, but they're never going to buy from you? And that happens to a lot of business owners because they have these aspirational sort of offerings. They offer these dreams of, you know, this is what your life can look like. This is the transformation that you can find. This is what's possible for you, you on the other side. And they like the idea of dreaming. They like the idea of being motivated and inspired, but they don't actually want to do the work. So, you know, when you have attracted an audience that doesn't want to buy from you and it's a $37 product, one of the things that you have to start thinking about here is, you know, how much are you leading your message with confidence? How are you showing up as the business owner? Because if you're approaching people as if they're, you know, um, they're not financially capable, or they're not intellectually capable, or you're worried that um, what you have to offer really isn't that good or isn't worth a premium price, then that's who you're going to attract, especially if you're offering a $37 product. You're not doing that vanity prices thing. You're not putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself out there as like, this is like an entry offer. This is how you can start work with me. If somebody's asking for a payment plan, I wouldn't be having the numbers conversation with them, I would be saying, hey, how much do you really want this? Because if you're looking to, you know, build what it is I have to offer, if you're looking to sort of change the way your life is going or make changes, like, yes, you're going to have to invest this $37, but you're also likely going to have to invest more of your time and more of your money. Are you in that place right now? Like, that's the conversation I would have with people. And if you are you know, a larger business and you're managing hundreds of inquiries like this, I would have it as a copy and paste customer service response that you can use on rinse and repeat. Then you really challenge the consumer around that. But I would always, always look at your messaging because if you're sending out a message that says, all are welcome. Well, then of course, like people are always going to come for the free food. Like, have you been to like, <laughs> like, you know, any of the like the supermarkets or the warehouse stores or like the BJ's or the Costco's or, you know, the different places in the world that like, you know, anywhere there's free food, anywhere there's somebody giving a sample, that's where everybody flocks to. So you can't just be selling and offering and putting out a $37 product free, come by. You have have to think about how are you putting yourself out there? Are you showing up as somebody who's worthy of more than $37? Are you sort of choosing messages that will, you know, attract the best and repel the rest? So if you know that $37 is just your bite-sized offering and you know that the next offering is $2.99, $4.99, $5.99, and why, by the way, do we always end at $99? Why can't we just do flat rate at $100? I know, psycholo you know the psychology of selling, it's totally a tangent. But like, if you know that 
eventually you need the premium buyer or you need the people willing to show up for the dream, then you need to say so in your messaging and you need to price that intro offer accordingly so that like they know this isn't for them, that they may want whatever it is you have to offer, but they can't afford it and they should see themselves out. And you can do that and how you speak to your ideal client, how you qualify them and the language you use so that it attracts the best and it repels the rest. But the biggest mindset problem that new business owners have is in that part because they don't want to be seen as somebody who doesn't want to help the people who can't afford it. They don't want to be seen or judged as elitist or, you know, being, you know, sort of exclusive in a way. But as business owners, you get to decide the conversations you want to have with your consumers. And it is totally okay if you don't want to have the payment plan conversation for 37 free dollar product. But you have to think about how, what did you say and do to get the people to want the $37 product at a payment plan rate? Like that is your messaging. So I would think about how you're showing up. I would think about the gates to your program. Like, so when they're finding you, when they're interacting with you, what is the, you know, the verbiage, the actual words you're using for people to know whether or not they're a good fit for you, whether or not they're right for you, whether or not they belong with you, because your messaging is where you have the most control over that. And then the next place is your response to such inquiries. So people who can't afford $37 products don't find you. The next thing you want to think about is the other route to your question. Like what I just offered you is like the prevent defense. But the core of your question is how do you get the people who aspire to what it is you want to teach, train and offer who are also at the level of investment? And that is often the pain point conversation. You have to catch people at the moment where the natural consequence of not moving through the world the way you you're going to offer them as possible is gripping them in a place of natural consequence. If you're simply talking about, well, someday you could do this and someday you can do that, you're not going to attract anybody willing to fork over the cash unless it's people who like to pay for their daydreams. You need to start thinking about, excuse me, what is the pain they're experiencing? Where, Where does it hurt for them? And speak to that and then speak to the people about the topic and in such a way that implies the level of investment. You can do this in so many different ways. You can do it in how you talk about your pricing. You can do it in how you talk about your services. You can do this in so many different ways, but you have to choose to do it, which means choosing and owning that you are, in fact, not for everyone. You are not everyone's cup of tea. And yes, some people will want the life or the transformation or the skill set you're offering, but they're not going to choose to invest in it. Because the idea is it is very likely that the people that want a 30 set a payment plan for a $37 product are also the same people who don't think anything of taking a two week vacation or who have really nice cars in their driveway, or you know, who spend buckets of money on their kids.
kids and on their family during the holidays, they have just decided that this particular product is not something they want to invest in, that they prioritize their money going elsewhere. You want to find the people who are prioritizing their money going to the pain point that you're solving, which means you have to have that really open and direct conversation. You have to be upfront with people about it and about the value you offer and you have to do it unapologetically. So that is where you have control in your messaging and how you respond to the people who are like the bottom feeders and the bottom dwellers and how you speak to the people who you really want to enter in. Now, here's another part of the hard conversation. Um, and I, I don't like saying this, <laughs> but it doesn't make it any less true if I don't say it. Your premium client, the people who are going to pay you what you're worth, do not want to hang out with the people who want to be on a payment plan for $37 products. They don't want to be in that same pool. They don't want to be associated as being in that same pool. And they are going to have different issues and pain points and struggles that they are not going to feel comfortable offering to the $37 product uh, payment plan people. How do I know this? Because it's what I'm seeing in my business all the time. The people who are paying me for my services, the people who are investing in mindset work are not currently in my Facebook group. They're finding me on my podcast and they're finding me through business referrals of other business owners who have worked with me, who have gotten value and transformation from the work we've done, but they have not been found consistently in my Facebook group. That is a place that for me is analogous to your um $37 product, that's not where my people are going to be. So if I know that and can own it, then I as a business owner then get to decide what do I need this group to look like? What makes it worth my time? And what makes it worth my investment? How long do I want to be participating in this? If I am going to continue to be participating in this, what do I need it to look like? How do I need it to run differently so that I am bossing the decision and it's not bossing me? That I I can continue something that isn't quite profitable for my business because it has value for me in some other way. It has a place and it has a purpose and it has an intention behind it. But I'm not going to keep going back to the empty well. I'm not suddenly going to say like, oh, this is going to be different. What I am going to do is say, how do I use this mindfully, intentionally and a way for it to work for me? And if you can have that conversation with yourself about the parts of your business that you do enjoy but may not be particularly profitable, you can figure out a way and a space for them. And that might mean that they stay in one cluster or one way that however they found you in the first place, if it's your email list or you know, if it's a social media place that they're engaging with you on, however they found you, you can keep some of those people separate if it's valuable to you, but you have to create a new space just like I have with my podcast for the people who actually want to do the work and for the people who want to show up for themselves and invest in their business and make those choices. So you like that's some boss work you have to do and you have to have that hard conversation with yourself and you have to have the hard conversation with your consumers and the people who are interacting with you because that's just the reality of bossing and the reality of doing business. Your question was one of the shortest questions on record, but I sure did, sure did add a lot of words to 
to the end of it and in my answer. Thank you so much for creating a space to have this conversation. I think it's not one that I've had before and it's certainly long overdue. So thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you all next time. If any of you um, have a question that you would like featured on the show, the best pod always comes from the best questions and I'd love to learn about yours. You can find me over at Heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for today. I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.